as we evolve, so should the spaces we live in. And that is that is kind of me in a nutshell. I love the chippy old wood, you know, working with raw, rough materials. But now, in the last few years, I've gotten more and more into mid-century modern and not contemporary and all the things that you see out now that I just love. You're listening to the podcast, We Are Dallas-Fort Worth. Discover big things and big ideas happening in the Big D. Evergreen McKinney is a design and build firm serving Dallas, sometimes a little bit of other areas in the United States, but he's focused here in Dallas, McKinney, the suburbs, every area of DFW. The man behind this creation and this design firm is Kevin Graham. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Kevin, I found you on Instagram quite a while ago. You have the most beautiful outdoor photos of your travels throughout Dallas, throughout Texas. What's some of your favorite places to go? Oh my gosh. Well, definitely around Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth, there's a number of places locally from White Rock Lake to uh, Irwin Park, north of McKinney. Um, definitely uh, for road trips, I prefer a short road trip over to uh, Fort Worth, the Dan Fort Worth, or down the Hill Country, especially um, anywhere Fredericksburg, Bernie, uh, Austin. Even I just I just love that area and the vibe of it. There's great food and always great finds and, and so many interesting people and landscape. That's one thing that I love about your following your photos. You take the best photos. Do you have any advice on taking a good photo? How are you? Are you doing it with your iPhone or a DSLR? It's a, it's a combination. A lot of times things happen so spontaneously that you really don't have time to get out your camera and get it focus in. And the quality of the iPhone is, is really is really magnificent. And if you with a with some little bit of composition knowledge, which just takes time. And um, I, I've been taking photographs for so many years now of sunrises and sunsets. I've learned kind of uh, through exercise, not even knowing it, just by trying to capture a moment. I do have a Nikon uh, D7500, which uh, when I know I'm going to someplace, I absolutely love. It's, it's, a, it's a treasure for me. You do an amazing job. I'm just, that's what pulled me in were your stories. And not only just your stories and, and photos of the sunsets and natures, but you have a friend that travels along with you most of the time. Can you tell us about your little friend? Yes, well, his name is Henry. <laughs> and Henry was a little St. Bernard, which doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. actually, he has a great history. And I don't, I don't know if you even know this, but um, a few years ago, um, a friend sent me a picture of this dog that was just in terrible condition. And I remember seeing my words. And seeing it in my words were, oh, my. That's all I could think of because mm-hmm. I've always had dogs in Labrador labs and great, you know, great hunting dogs and, like, just a big dog that's a following dog and a loving dog. And this dog had been um, fostered by this called St. Cloud's Rescue in North McKinney. And she, her name, her name there is Rosie. And she rescues mainly St. Bernard's, if not 100% mostly, uh, from, from various people that, that weren't expecting such a big dog as a St. Bernard to people that are just downright abused and misused dogs, as was Henry's story. Um, the first picture I saw of him, and it is on my Instagram, you have to go way back, but is he was a year old and weighed about 21 pounds, and he should have been over 80, and uh, tail between his legs, sad eyes, but you could see that spirit in his eyes, and I just said, I've got to help this dog. 
So after a month, he came home, and it took a while for him to regain his weight and bloom, as I say. I mean, even his tail had to bloom into some of this beautiful thing that it is. It's a big, white, fluffy tail, and his eyes. And he's turned to, or already was, but he's allowed him to be in good health to love people. Uh, he instantly connects with people. He looks them in the eye. He doesn't uh, growl. He doesn't bark. He does. He loves. He works with the kids. We've been down to uh, Scottish Rite many times to help uh, there with the therapy with the kids. And um, he just he's just a, an easily, um, I, the word's not trained because he's, he's self-trained. I've done very little training with him, but he just instinctively knows how to be a kind soul. And uh, people just connect with that kind of spirit. Mm. Henry is... I went through a lot of the pictures and um, even saw pictures on Facebook where Henry was bringing families and children like big smiles and happiness wherever he went. Um, he's just an amazing dog. And I think dogs just, they just have that power. They're, it's just so simple. It's um, What do they say? The dog, I didn't save the dog. The dog saved me. Um, that's just the, the spirit that adoption brings when you bring home a, a dog that's in need. And he's been such, and he will go with me because he's he's not that big a dog because the first year of life he was so mal malnourished. He's maybe half of what he would be, if you can imagine. But he's still a big dog, but he loves to go with me in my work truck when I go out on, um, on my project. I don't care what it is. He is part of the project. He'll lay down in the yard or sit down outside the store or the building and just wait for me to get done and, you know, greet everybody as they go by. And uh, it just, it just makes me happy. He's, he's where I really find a lot of peace and uh, tranquility with him. Now, where are some of your projects that you and Henry travel to? Are you traveling around uh, DFW to McKinney, Prosper, Dallas? Tell us more. All of the, uh, we started out uh, building or restoring an old barn in downtown McKinney. It was where the name Evergreen McKinney came from. And from that, we launched on to other uh, historic buildings and homes in McKinney. And I have a little bit of a story of that, too. When I was in high school, I'm not from McKinney originally, but I uh, ended up there for my last three years of high school before I went on to college and fell in love with the community. I worked in the old hardware store that was off the, the main square. And working there was, a if you can just picture the old time, real hardware store where you could buy a nut or a bolt or a toaster oven or a bird feeder or anything, a paint, anything would be there. And it taught me a lot about Southern and it had one of those old cash registers. We just press the buttons and the till opens. And a lot of the, back then in the early seventies, a lot of the people would come in were not only farmers, they were carpenters because there were big box stores like you see now. I mean, McKinney was, still out in the country, you know, even in the 70s and early 80s. And um, I, through that, I met a gentleman that by the name of Pappy, who came in, he was about 85 years old, widow, bib overalls, blue eyes, big smile. Uh, but he took me under his wing and in the summers and whenever I could, even during the school year, I'd work alongside with him restoring old homes in the history, what is now in the historic district of McKinney. That was the only that was mm -hmm. the only neighborhood of McKinney that existed then, so we didn't call it the historic neighborhood. It just was McKinney. McKinney. Oh, yeah. And he taught me how to, yeah, it was. And we had one high school there. And just, you know, I was the only new boy in school that year. And it was just a small city town, but I loved it. In the downtown area, it was either a lot of the stores were boarded up, or it was the old Woolworths and hardware stores and a couple of restaurants, but it really was a sleepy town. And um, anyway, going 
back to Pappy. He taught me how to build cabinets, to build doors, to level houses, and we just do it ourselves and, and ways to do it. So I came to love doing renovation and construction through him. And um, I, I, I always say I dedicate my best work for the craftsmanship that he taught me. Um, from there, in the last few years, my work has really uh, panned out to or spanned over to uh, very, very high-end bathrooms and kitchens and homes and everything from add-ons to new construction to uh, not so much just the historic, although my heart is always with with restoring <laughs> something um, to beauty, things that other people have overlooked, got, and again, they have good bones and a good soul to it. So um, that's where my heart is, but I'll, I'll do another kind of work. I just love beauty, and it doesn't have to be um, just in one genre. Um, and I think on my website, it, it does have a quote that I, I don't yes. know if I came up with this or I just heard it or whatever, but I, I've always adopted this and it's as we evolve, show, show, let me start over. As we evolve, so should the spaces we live in. And that is, that is kind of me in a nutshell. I love the chippy old wood, you know, working with raw rough materials. But now in the last few years, I've gotten more and more into mid-century modern and night contemporary and, all the things that you see out now that I just love, uh, it's just, uh, just, uh, it's, it's not, not at the base of it, it's not really different. So you're still working with materials and making something that has, a, makes sense, something more than anything that, um, I don't care what it is, whether it's new construction, or old construction, the elements inside it should have some kind of past or some kind of story that, that people will be drawn to how it got there to this landing space that it is now. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, that quote, I was really drawn. I've been thinking about that quote a lot. As we evolve, so should the spaces we live in. How does that how does that apply to a new project? Does that mean that you're going to, like you said, it needs to have some story? Do you want to update certain things but still keep the character, still keep some of the old pieces but make sure they're updated? Tell me more about it. That's exactly right because even – even any kind of home or an old building, you'll find pieces of the past that, that are there. And I think through time, we all tend to take for have surrounding us, and then they we don't pay close attention to their beauty or to their worth or importance as we should. And it takes sometimes someone from the outside to say, "Wow, look at that piece! And tell me about this. You know, how did you end up with this great piece? And wouldn't it be cool if we incorporated this or cleaned it up and changed the?" The use of it, and it's it's, it's a uh, fluid type thing. It, it's different on every project, and I guess that's why I was definitely drawn to the old historic buildings because you just look on the ground or in the mm -hmm. in between the walls or uh, you know the windows themselves, and everything had a really good, good bones to them. Um, and then even now in mid-century moderns that I'm seeing, gosh, the the ceiling lines and the clean lines and the flat roofs and the the just the simplicity of the design really capture my eye too and you think okay how can how can I express that to keep it clean and simple and uh, yet still have that, a really good story yeah what would you say you know I'm, I'm going through your portfolio the pictures are stunning gorgeous what would you say to someone who let's say my house for example I purchased my parents house and Everything has a story, but should there be a balance? Because when I say everything has a story, 
of the house as a story. I'm not wanting to change anything. But then I look at your portfolio. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'd like to change some things. What what kind of balance do you think someone should have? Like, should there be an 80-20 balance? I don't know if there's ever a good balance. It's just how how it it's full. Uh, or, and I, again, I don't like to just fill spaces for the sake of filling them. Actually, I like more wide open, airy, a room mm-hmm. that can breathe. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when I when I do a demolition of a house that's been kind of dark and closed in and not worked on in a while, the first thing I, I, I think of it is that, ah, that is just the word, ah, that, that structure is breathing again. It's getting fresh air. The windows are open. The doors are open. It's, and so I try to keep that openness. And you can bring in uh, new things, even though, uh, but let's say they're not, you know, uh, a story of that house. But for example, uh, a project that I did in a newer home in Plano found a uh, old piece of an old bowling alley uh, that the kids wanted, or the kids wanted a craft room. And what I did is we found this piece of a bowling alley, turned it upside down, so it looks it looks kind of like a butcher board, but upside down, it says Beeville Tech Made and Beeville. So we, we just just made that beautiful, and all of a sudden it has a story. We went back to, to the internet and found the picture of, the, of women's bowling league on this bowling alley in the 1920s, oh, you know, cool. and you knew that that this piece came from there. So that's what I mean. It can be, and there are times for new light fixtures, for example, you can bring in something that that also adds to to the story without without being. It doesn't have to be old and chippy to tell a story. It can be something new, and it could be your treasure that you found that you found online or you found in a store that you really love, and you just connected with. It. So that's that's going to be a part of my home or my space from now on. Yeah. Doesn't it make, it makes a difference. So even when I'm sort of sort of making fun a little bit of my house, but I can walk around when people come in, I can tell them like, oh, this, this light fixture is from an 1850 ship. And, but the bulb, now the bulb is that one of those new cool filament bulbs I got at a store. Um, shoot, can't think of the name of the store, but it's this new cool store in downtown Plano. And so of course I needed it to work. So I needed a new bulb, but everything had a cool story. And um, yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun to have these stories. I think I now need to be careful that I'm like, okay, we don't need to fill up. I do like space as well. So it's finding, finding that balance and, you know, bringing in, I think it's really, I'm no expert. And so hiring someone like yourself who is an expert who can say, okay, I see everything you have. I'm going to make it functional, beautiful. You'll be able to tell a story, but your whole family, your kids can have their craft room, whatever it might be, it can work, but they need to rely on an expert to pull it all together. There's, there's also many times where I'll bring in a, a, a interior designer or an experienced designer and to even help me, um, just give me, a, give me like, I'll see more of the of the mechanics and everything, but sometimes uh, a designer is going to bring in a different idea of the placement of things and even the colors and everything. So I think it's really good that the, the property owner, myself and the designer work together to make something really beautiful. And again, it's got to be equally shared the responsibility. I, you know, I never want to go into home and just push my ideas or the designer's ideas or even, honestly, not even the property owner's ideas, unless they're really set. This is what I want. I'm okay with that, but I will also have to to say yes. I agree. That's a great design, and I'm, you know, or mm-hmm. sometimes like, okay, have you ever thought about this? Just changing, altering this a little. I think you'll be happier in the long run. And you know, my clients are wonderful. They they all see that and respect that. Now, let me talk about one of your. Well, when I say client, I mean 
the whole city of McKinney and anyone who might travel to McKinney during Christmas time. Because what I discovered after a couple years of admiring Santa's Village or Santa's Workshop um, and following you on Instagram, I never put two and two together. I never realized you were the man behind downtown McKinney's Santa's, is it Santa's Village or Santa's Workshop? Santa's Workshop. Santa's Workshop. And it's turned into more Santa's Workshop. They bring it out during Oktoberfest now, so I guess it's now the October Workshop. The, uh, oh, um, okay. I, don't know, but, <laughs> I never know I when Christmas. Right. Who knows when Christmas starts, but I guess we'll as long as the weather feels cool, then everyone's happy um, that time of year. Right. So tell me more about that project. That was such a fun project. Um, there were two other uh, entities that were involved in that, the interior, and then that, that I often use uh, by name Matthew Peterson. He's done a lot of work in historic homes uh, in McKinney and around Dallas and Fort Worth. And he lives in uh, McKinney. He has a real love for for these old buildings, and I so I was responsible for putting the uh, putting it together. I was I was able to donate my, my labor and the labor of my guys to to construct this Santa's workshop. And it really, but what it is really is a is a tiny house on a twenty foot trailer. You wouldn't know it to see it, but it has ship uh, ship left on the inside. It's has electric. There's some really cool light fixtures. Has stained glass and the windows and the thing and besides a beautiful roof that it's a cedar roof with a with a beautiful tin railing across this workshop like an old Tudor building that you would see in England um, like a store and of course those are brick and how do you do brick on a tiny house the, the weight of it alone would yeah. kill it so I remember and I I personally cut about 3,500 to 4,000 pieces of cedar an inch and a half thick and then had those nailed onto the side, stained and then nailed onto the side of the workshop and like brickwork. And to people to stand back, they go, it takes a minute to realize that those aren't brick. That is, that is um, just cedar wood that it's going to look great for years. And that's, and I, I think, you know, the people that work for the Main Street floor and uh, Volunteer McKinney, they uh, use that, at least during Christmas, to take photos of kids. And then the money for that goes back to Volunteer McKinney. Which is great. Um, just a my own grandson's been in there for the last two years, and I think he, how many years? I hope he can keep going there to get his photo done. That's yeah. that is my happiness to see kids walk out of it being happy, and that's, that makes me that that means everything. You make um, you make the kids happy, and you make the adults happy too, because this this project it's not. This isn't a Santa's workshop that's been phoned in by any by any stretch. Like, like you just said, how it was created, the cedar roof, the stained glass window, it is absolutely stunning. There is not another workshop, Santa's workshop like this, I think, in all of DFW, maybe even Texas. I don't know. I haven't gone around to all of them, but um, it's just, it's stunning. It's really cool to have such a great piece of work in McKinney. And although I live in Plano, I we visit McKinney as much as possible. So if we're not at Irwin Park, we're in downtown, um, supporting the antique shops and, and all the cool places that downtown has to offer. Um, so I think that's just a really cool addition. And what a great project to be able to give back to Volunteer McKinney, who's doing so many wonderful things for the community as well. So tell me more about... Um, I love say that one more time. No, I do love downtown McKinney. The, the quaintness of it, the, the relaxed part of it, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. it's still true to itself. You don't see a lot of big box stores in there, at least yet. And uh, it's always, I'm always laughing, thinking about 
that now it has to have a parking garage because literally when I was in high school, dogs would sleep on the street for a long time before they would have to move or any traffic. And it just, it makes me happy to see how that community has bloomed. Yeah. They've put a lot of effort. I know that there's a downtown merchants group, Visit McKinney, the merchants themselves, they're all working towards continually making it, um, making it if is what it is and then figuring out ways to bring in visitors and um, and keep it special so that's what's different McKinney is it's a big downtown and you're right you said it was it was pretty sleepy until what the 80s maybe even early 90s it was kind of sleepy and now it's um, I mean it is in all the tourism magazines as a place to be a place to visit Um, so they've done a wonderful job with it all right I want to switch back to um, projects so if someone's listening to this and they say oh my gosh um, I've seen the portfolio. I've seen the pictures. Maybe I get to meet Henry too. Uh, <laughs> how can I, what can I hire Kevin for? What kind of projects are you working on? What do people, um, what are people wanting in Dallas right now? I'm getting a lot of um, bedroom, uh, bathroom, and kitchen remodels and updating. Uh, that, and that's just the beginning. Sometimes it's uh, I'm tearing out walls to, to make spaces larger. And one trend that I'm seeing is a lot of people are doing away with the formal dining rooms and just making the living area one big flowing space. Um, and I, I love doing that. That's, that's, that It makes a house feel more open. And, and I think the way that most people these days entertain is just to you know, they sit around the kitchen and the kitchen countertops and maybe a bar in the, in, in the kitchen or a peninsula. There's bar stools and people can interact between the cooking and the preparing of the food and the big screen TV in the room next there, like watching football or golf or, or just nothing and just inter- entertaining each other. And then also carrying that, that lifestyle outside. Uh, there's one thing McKinney has in North Dallas, especially, and it really all the mature neighborhoods have grown up now where you have great trees and a lot of shade and it just invites more outdoor these houses were built when it was just with our Texas even the summer, so it's just being up there. But now with these mature trees, um, I'm sitting in a project right now in North Dallas, with huge trees and the birds chirping and it's just uh it's it's a cool and it, it feels cool even though it's what 85 degrees out today it just feels mm-hmm. cold, cold comfortable. so that's the kind of things that i do and i and if anybody would love uh would love to have their older home historic home or an older home or historic commercial building restored uh, i'd love to do that okay well um before we sign off i have a few more uh, rapid fire questions to ask you, um, but we'll definitely make sure to drop your, your website, social channels. But yeah, um, I think that the kitchen, the bathroom, and especially if you're going to sell, those are the two hot spots, right? That you've got to, you've got to make it look a little sparkly and shiny. That's right. Okay. So yes. Kevin, um, I think that that's what I hear right now. I do hear the birds chirping. Are you outside as well? No, I am. I am sitting on the, uh, in the bed of my pickup, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. I see. I usually start my day on my swing under my magnolia tree that has grown so massive it's almost taken over my whole yard. Um, so that that is my cool spot, which I can enjoy in the summer, but just a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening. But the shade, like you said, the shade is fabulous. ask you about your favorites. This is something I ask every podcast guest. Some of your favorites in DFW. It could be anywhere in the DFW. 
AFW Metroplex. And I I know that we have some things in common, like stand-up paddleboarding and nature and dogs, but I want to know, um, what is your favorite hangout in DFW? Hangout. I would say my, my hangout would be White Rock Lake. I just There's something about that, and it's peaceful, and the trails around it are, are in looking at the sailboats that are there and there's so many so much life all around the white rock lake which isn't very big but there's so so many diverse neighborhoods to see and great architecture and great restaurants too oh my gosh that seems like the evergreen mckinney mecca of the beautiful beautiful homes um that have been updated or or need you it's it's absolutely beautiful okay what is your favorite restaurant if you could pick one oh my goodness well that's I, I love to try out new restaurants, and I've just found one recently, and I, I know it's not in McKinney, but and McKinney has its share, but I found a new one uh, near the spillway at White Rock Lake called the Local Traveler, and it, I love it because it has really solid food, great Sunday brunch, uh, I think Saturday brunch as well, and even and again, it has a great patio off the back of it that's cool, and I, I haven't been there for a night where they have live music. There's a, a tiki bar in one corner. Uh, just a very cool vibe. It, it seems very casual. I think it would be family-friendly. What's your go-to grocery store? I would say I'm going to have to give it two, either Sprouts or Whole Foods. Mm, good ones. Now, are you a coffee or a tea guy? Coffee, definitely. Do you have a favorite coffee house? And McKinney Filter is such a good vitamin in the and the kids that work there, I call them kids, but they're, they're yeah. so, they, they just love their coffee. And, oh, I, wait, I'll, I'll throw a second one out there. Um, off of Walnut Hill and Central, they take their coffee very seriously at a place called Houndstooth Coffee in the yes. in the area called The Hill, which is full of really cool restaurants, new restaurants that has opened up across the hospital there. Yeah, that's where they have the new green, uh, like a Home Depot, but it's eco Home Depot. Yes, but it went out of business, <laughs> unfortunately. And what? now, no. I'll give some... I want to shout out as kids, if they want to take kids someplace cool, in that space where the green uh, treehouse was, which I love that store, I think they're still in Austin, so you can still get their goods online in their store, Austin store, it is a traveling art space called Candytopia, mm. and I ask people to check it out, it is, if you have kids, even if you don't have kids, it is such an amazing, I just believe an artist put this together, and it's all about uh, art made with candy and the story of it is it's just a fun afternoon cool so cool yeah that area is really neat how now i think houndstooth is the first uh solar powered coffee shop in dallas i I didn't know that but that makes sense it totally makes sense when you see the little building it's in it's really really a a, a (laughs) nice place to get and get again really good coffee yeah it is really well made i can see you liking that and filtered i've worked with desiree um i did a it was uh, daylight savings time. It was when we had a spring ahead and I did a coffee giveaway and she participated in the coffee giveaway because nobody likes losing that hour in the spring. And so we just did this big coffee giveaway and I'm like, filter, do you want to get in on this? And the kids, yes, were, they're, they're lovely. I'm, I'm there all the time. Very cool. Well, I love your, I love your items that you listed. Um, before we sign off here, where can our listeners find more about you? Where can they hire you and follow your cool Instagram pictures? Well, to start with, uh, Instagram is evergreen underscore McKinney at evergreen underscore McKinney. My website is evergreenmckinney.com. And I have a second one now that you probably don't even know about now, current dot store. 
and that's more uh, modern. I'm working with steel now. I've always loved handling steel and, and fabricating things. But this one is uh, we're making steel address panels that are backlit. Just just take a look at them and tell me if you like them. We do that. Uh, steel planters, mailboxes, and uh, address columns that look great in front of especially uh, mid-century modern or modern house. Uh, that's the other website, and I guess uh, that was that was all my social feeds. I believe you asked for. Is that uh, urban? You said urbanmodern.store. Right. That's it. Okay. You know what, Kevin? That is no. I am aware of this because that's what I love about your Instagram. Your Instagram. Um, if I can get on my marketing soapbox for two seconds, okay. Your Instagram is fabulous, telling fabulous stories, which is why it's there. And then I think one day you shared one of your um, one of your steel address columns and I was able to go over to that channel and that's where I'm like oh that's where I started unfolding more and more of what you did um, you just told such a good story you pulled me into the next story and I saw those signs so they're fabulous so yes and that's how I found out about McKinney and Santa's workshop and and uh, and here you are so Kevin anything else that um, I forgot to ask that you want to share no, you, we've covered a lot, a lot of territory, and it's a pleasure talking with you. That someone that really gets it, and I think most people um, out there really can appreciate their their home space being comfortable and being updated, and, and someplace you want to go and nest in and feel a great vibe. And um, so that's the people that I love to hang around with. Very cool. Yeah, you're doing great things all over the Metroplex. And um, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story today. Okay, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Call me anytime.